0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local men.
1: Member FDIC.
0: It is Wednesday, March 3rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877 877- 420-TALK, that is 877-420-8255, White Claw, hard seltzer, made pure. We've got Tavion Kenzie's comments from earlier this afternoon as the thundering herd getting set for Charlotte this weekend. Also, Andrew Taylor will hear from both of those men. And we've got softball action to tell you about later on. Uh, Hopefully we will have the comments of the head coach of the Marshall softball team, Megan Smith-Lyon. She uh, conducting her post game right now as we speak. So we'll try to get that to you here in the program. And of course, we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So the herd off to a good start this afternoon, both games winning and, um, I like it. We have afternoon softball action. I like it. Herd wins. And we get to talk about it now. So uh, we're going to get her comments here in the next few minutes. But I'll focus on basketball. And of course, coming up this week, it's going to be Marshall and Charlotte final home games for the Thundering Herd before the Conference USA tournament begins. And trying to get that two-seed right now. You want to get a one or a two-seed. Marshall might have a shot at the two-seed. Some things are going to have to happen, but Marshall wants to get that two-seed. If you get that two-seed, you play on Thursday. If you are a three-seed, you play on Wednesday. If you are a six- or seven-seed, you play on Thursday. And the six- and seven-seed will meet each other and play to get into the next round. So two six- and sevens are going to—that's it. That's the only action on the men's side— for the bracket. Same thing with the women. Six and sevens are gonna face off to get into the rest of the bracket. And so if Marshall can be a two seed, you get to stay away from Western Kentucky and your bracket. You also get to stay away from starting off on a Wednesday and playing a little bit later on. So that's what the Herd wants. Herd wants to have some time to just play two or three games. Play as little games as you possibly can. Win them, but play as little games as you possibly can. I mean, isn't that the funny thing? You get into these tournaments, conference tournaments, you want to play as many games as you can getting into the tournament, and then you get to the tournament, you don't want to play as little games as you possibly can without losing. That's what you're looking to do. It's a little different in the NCAA tournament, but at the same time, conference tournaments are their own unique, different animals. And the bracket, we'll find out. What side of the bracket Marshall's going to be? Because it's going to be dictated by the overall number one seed. Overall number one seed is going to get preferential treatment. And so, if the overall number one seed comes out of the East, well, whatever the East champion—can you even call it East champion? You just like won your division. Is—is is it the East champ? Is it like football? I mean, will there be an East Division champion and a West Division champion? Will there be a plaque or something? Or how's that going to work? I mean, I know this is a one year thing really, trying to get everything in order so you can eliminate travel and play multiple times against your conference foes on your side. But still, you know, if say the East Division leader winner is the overall best record, that team's gonna set the schedule because preferential treatment, of course, on the bracket and you're going to have these games on ESPN Plus, and then it's going to move to Stadium, and then it's going to move to CBS Sports Network. There's just not one real solid place for these games. I, I get it if say your championship games on CBS Sports Network, and you know all your other games are elsewhere. I get it, but it's just like okay, the first couple days ESPN Plus, and then we're going to be on Stadium, and then we're going to be on CBS Sports Network, and then we're going to be on CBS Sports. It just it goes it's jumped three networks. That's the difficulty with Conference USA, I think, with the TV package sometimes. It's just you don't know where to find it. But the tournament, at least it's on ESPN+. That's an easier network to get into. You can access that a lot better than what we've seen in the past. Of course, maybe you have these games on Stadium all the way. Maybe Stadium, you try to work with Stadium to make it your, your partner. Keep it consistent. Stadium makes a big deal out of it. I mean, I wouldn't put the championship game on stadium. I think CBS Sports Network is definitely a good place for this. And really, I think with the loss of NBC Sports Network, these networks uh, that are left are going to have some more leverage and might be more of an advantage for the networks because there's one less. NBC Sports Network really wasn't a player. But I was kind of hoping, I was really hoping down to my heart that maybe they would step up and carry more basketball and be more of a player, and then all of a sudden you have some competition here for some of these products, these these games. That was kind of my hope here, but I'm alright with it. It's coming up, and of course don't forget uh, I'm contractually required to say this. We've got the games coming up here right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, That will, of course, begin with Charlotte and the Thundering Herd. That's going to be on Friday and Saturday for you, and then we're going to find out the bracket, and then uh, no chance of them playing Tuesday unless this Marshall collapses and everything else happens really freakish. Uh, I don't think that they are any worry of falling into a sixth seed. So Marshall, worst-case scenario, I believe is going to be three or four. Just doing the rough, fuzzy math here, I think Marshall's a three or four worst-case. So Marshall's going to play uh, on Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If the herd advances that far, so that's what the bracket looks like. And of course, with the women women are going to be in action on Tuesday, because again, the women's side is going to be a little different than the men's side as far as when the games are actually start taking place. Because I think they're going to do the women's play-ins, and then I don't want to call them play-ins. They're in. It's just they're the first games. They're the uh, the opening round, whatever you, the qualifying round. They're in the tournament. They're in. It's just you're going to have to play to get into the rest of the tournament. Makes sense? It's also just to pad this thing out a little bit, so uh, you don't have to worry about a buy. All right, the phone number is 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of the program. Uh, we're going to hear from Tavion Kenzie. Andrew Taylor will get uh, some words from Megan Smith-Lyon, the head coach of the Marshall Softball team. We'll get an update on this when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to Wednesday, March third edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We hope to hear from the victorious head coach of the Marshall women's softball team. Megan Smith-Lyon will hopefully get her comments here in the next few minutes. Uh, Andrew Taylor, we're going to hear from him here shortly. Uh, Tavion Kinsey as well as Marshall's men are getting set to take on Charlotte. That's coming up Friday and Saturday at the Cam Henderson Center. It's the final two home games for the Thundering Herd before off to the Conference USA Tournament. And Tavion Kinsey, when we talked to him last week, Wasn't happy on Friday, very happy on Saturday as far as the Hertz performance. And that's where I began when we started talking to him earlier today. I was kind of curious as far as which team is going to be coming out, Friday's team, Saturday's team. I also kind of wanted to get an idea from him uh, what he could tell us about Charlotte coming into the Henderson Center.
2: Uh, I know that um, they have lost some games um, coming into this game. I don't know how many in a row. But they're a very good team. You know, they play just like North Texas as an offense and yeah. some of the plays they run. Um, I know they have uh, a couple of good guards, some all-league guards at that. Um, I know it's not going to be any type of walk in the park. But um, like I said, they're going to bring it. Um, come this weekend, so are we,
0: so. I was going to ask you, uh, how do you guarantee we get Saturday's team instead of Friday's team? <laughs>
2: we just got to play. We got to play with energy. Like I said, last week, um, we didn't have any energy on Friday. Like, um, we were kind of already defeated. Uh, some things didn't go our way. And you could kind of see it towards the end of the game when they made their their runs and things like that. And then Saturday, I think we came out with way more energy. And it, and it starts off the court. It starts now. It starts in practice. It starts um how you carry yourself when you walk into the gym on game day. It, it, Um, When we watch our hype video before the game, um, things like that, effort in your um, working out when we work out before the game, that type of energy carries over into the game. If you walk around with a positive mindset, positive energy every day, then positive things happen
1: to you, so. Tay, this time of year, you see bumps and bruises pop up all over the team. You guys have some guys that have been a little dinged up lately. Just curious for you, just how are you feeling as we get toward the end of the regular season, start of the postseason here?
2: Um, I'm holding it together. You know, um, I'm not going to say I'm in the, I feel the best all the way because it's been a long season. You know, it's been stops and starts and your body, you know, especially with this season, it's kind of thrown off a little bit. Sometimes when you stop, you start try to regain energy sometimes you never know you could fall out of shape in shape out of shape you never know we got stops for two weeks things like that so um i'm holding it together the best i can i try to go home and stretch i try to uh get treatment after practice before practice you know try to take care of my body and i think i i definitely need to do way better than what i already do um you always can do better than whatever you are doing at the moment so um we're holding it together. I know it's a lot of guys with some bumps and bruises, but this is a tough team. And I know, you know, come conference time, come this weekend, everybody should be getting back to themselves. And come conference time, if you got an injury uh, or if you feel you feeling some type of way, it's, it's going to come down to mental toughness and being able to shield that mentally and just play. Because, you know, next week it's, it's all in or you're going home. And we don't really want that. So... Um, we're all holding it together here.
1: Given that Tay, uh, do you feel like that makes trying to get the buy that much more important because of the ebb and flow of this season? How weird it's been. Oh, definitely,
2: definitely. Um, we're looking for that buy. Um, I know uh, a lot of guys. We haven't we haven't been in that situation last year. We were number six coming in. I want to say. Um, so I think we're doing way better this year than we did last year. Um, my freshman year, we didn't get a buy either. Um, So we're really really hoping, you know, some things go our way in the conference with some teams losing some games and us, you know, really focusing in and winning these games because they're going to be needed. This is a very important weekend if we want to, you know, get some rest before the game. But I'm going to be ready regardless. I know our team is going to be ready regardless. Me, I really, I mean, I couldn't care less if it was a buy or not. Whoever is going to be there when it's time to play, it's time to play whether you got some rest or you don't because um, after we get that bye, then games are still going to be back to back to back. So um, rest or no rest, uh, we would like it. But
1: at the same time, it's just you're just going to have to tie up your shoes and, and play. You mentioned Charlotte and, and they've lost six straight. Um, I asked Andy about it. It would be easy for you all to overlook this series, given what they've done coming in and the fact that the CUSA tournament's next week. How to mentally you all stay on top and not looking ahead and locking into Friday and locking into Saturday? Uh
0: definitely
2: just focusing in on what we have to do. Uh we know they're a good team and they beat us last year. So if you don't carry that on your chest to this year, um I don't I don't know who, who, what team you play for because I, I still look at it as they beat us. You know, they must have lost, they could lose six straight games coming here, but they beat us last year. The last time we met, they beat us. So um, I look at it in, in that perspective and um, we try not to look ahead, you know, never try to look ahead, never try to overlook a person, never underestimate your opponent. Um, that's how I grew up. So I know that um, they're a pretty good team. Like I said, coming in, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a tough game. We're gonna have our work cut out for us and um, we just gotta play just like we did on Saturday uh, with the exception of we bringing Jared back and that's our leader and so we'll have him back to lead us defensively and offensively and as a team and we just got to get the job done.
1: How big of a benefit would it be and I know that you know Jared's minutes may or may not uh, be what you all are used to but but at the same time how how important would it be to try and jump out early on Charlotte a team that's been down on their luck a little bit and, and start out fast in in Friday and Saturday's contest something that you all you know, fast starts haven't really been your all thing the uh, last few weeks. Um, I think that definitely would, you know, be a
2: momentum changer, a game changer, everything. I, I feel like um, us jumping out to a fast start, that's usually not how we, you know, we jump out to a fast start coming out of halftime. You know, that's that's our go-to, but we run into situations with so many good teams. It's, it's kind of like. Um, if we're battling, battling, you never know, you know, we've blown 20 point games and sometimes we come out sluggish, you know, sometimes we dug ourselves in a hole and we played a good team and we couldn't get out of it. So I think um, especially going into conference tournament, us being able to start with a fast start, I think that would give us momentum for the weekend and going into next week and have us a little bit more confidence than what we do to know that we can come out with a spark and come out and and just, because it's, it's kind of hard if we come out and we come out with a spark. It's kind of hard to catch up to us because we're one of those teams. Like if somebody starts slow on us, then it's going to be real hard to catch up. So we want to be in that, you know, that category with those type of teams where you don't want to, you know, start out slow with us. So uh, we'll, we're looking forward to it. Whether we start out slow or we start out fast, um, we're just going to have to play.
3: Tavion, what do you want to see this team accomplish in its final
2: homestand of the year? Um... Just just winning, you know, having fun more so. I just want to see this team have fun. I want to see this team winning, playing together, smiling on the court instead of being mad or sad or when things don't go our way. Just for this last home game, I would like to see us come together as a unit fully and just have fun playing the game and everybody can just see us looking, you know, like we're having fun as a unit. Um, I think that's the most important part, especially with this year being that, you know, COVID has came and it's not been the best time mentally, physically, basketball wise, anything in the world. So I feel like us being able, and it's senior night this weekend. So I I would just like for this to be a very fun weekend and thinking about having fun while playing basketball because you never know when it could be your last game and you don't want to go out playing your last game mad or overthinking or just trying to do too much, but just relax, have fun playing
0: basketball. Davey wanting to go out this regular season at home, having fun and the victory. When we continue, we'll hear a little bit from Andrew Taylor. We'll try to get you also uh, some comments from Marshall softball coach Megan Smith-Lyon when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
1: 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
0: Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. Good day today for Marshall Softball, taking on Akron, winning the first game, 7-4, second one, 8-0. Hopefully have a recap later. If not, intern Nick Berzolini will be cracking the microphone with that recap. But I've got Andrew Taylor, had a chance to catch up with him from earlier today, along with a few other members of the media. We were talking about getting ready for the game against Charlotte. And first thing when I was talking to him, he wanted to talk about the fact that it was just important. They they need to get that number two seed. And that's where we begin with Andrew Taylor.
4: We've, I mean, we're definitely trying to get the two seed, obviously, so that's definitely a big motivation factor, I feel like, for this week, just to get, just to give us a chance for that. And, uh, I mean, they're going to come out and play hard. I think they've they've lost six in a row, so, I mean, they're not going to want to lose seven in a row, obviously. So, they're going to come in with uh, a lot of intensity, and they're going to want to try to sweep us as much as we want to sweep them. How's that foot, ankle doing? Uh, It's good. It's getting a little better each day, it's just, I mean, usually once I start playing, I don't really think about it, honestly. So I'll be all right there.
3: Hey, Andy, what do you want this team to prove in
4: its final homestand? Um, I would say playing with confidence, really. I feel like we have it's been a roller coaster all year for a lot of us. And I think if we can put, if we can get everybody out there at the same time, I think that everybody should just play with confidence and not hesitate in anything, you know? because there's not much you can change in this last week. So just go out there and lay it on the floor. I just, I think that's, that's where we, that's about where we were last year. And I think this year we're even better. So it should, it should elevate.
1: You know, that win over North Texas, uh, you know, Jared's out and, and different lineups and, and you're juggling things, things like that. Do you feel like as, as a team win though, that's one of those wins that can really propel you moving forward?
4: Yeah, for sure. It just shows a lot of, a lot of fight we had. You know, we didn't have Jared. He's one of the best players on our team. He's, he's our leader. So uh, just for us to come out there and do that, just as far as you spoke volume, just like, you know, Illinois was able to beat Michigan yesterday without their their best player. And everybody's talking about how that, you know, speaks a lot for them as a team, as a whole overall. And I think it's the same for us on a smaller scale.
1: Well, and it also allowed you to, to step into that role and show that, you know, if Jared's got to be out for a little bit that, uh, that you can take command of the floor and, and how personally, how gratifying was that to have that type of performance, uh, you know, and expand your role in that capacity.
4: Oh, I felt great, especially, you know, since that, I mean, that same day was my uncle's birthday. So it meant a lot to my mother as well. Just (laughs) out there and do, do something for him.
1: You mentioned Charlotte and, um, Gonna be a hungry team, like you said. They've lost six straight, but they've got firepower, especially with Jameer Young. How how important mentally is it not to look at okay, we gotta win last week and, and sort of overlook this team? It it sort of seems like it could be a trap series with a team losing six straight and conference USA tournament next week.
4: Yeah, it definitely could be a trap series. I think, you know, I feel like once we get a to tournament though, I mean we gotta close all that off. But I mean, as for right now, we gotta take care of it. So I think this would be a good learning experience for us before we go into the tournament, you know, because it just takes one slip up, whether we have injuries or whatever it is. You know, we got to look past that at this point. It just takes one one miss shot, one missed free throw, you know, anything. So this weekend we we need to stay sharp and just prepare for the tournament.
0: Get the wins, go on a high note into the tournament. Avoid playing on Wednesday. Try to get to a point where you can play on Thursday. Win three games instead of having to win four. How would you like to try to win five games in Conference USA? If you're a six or seven seed, you're going to have to play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday if you are to win the Conference USA Championship. Marshall just wants to play on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Got to get those wins. You had some opportunities to solidify that. Now you gotta go out there, hope some things happen at the same time. You gotta get those wins to put yourself in a position. Worst case scenario, maybe third, fourth for the thundering herd. But second is where the herd would like to finish and get that first round by. do you count the Tuesday games as you know, it's more like a qualifier to get in. So you wanna get that by. Just make sure you're not playing on Wednesday. Play on Thursday. When we continue, we're going to talk a little Marshall softball. That's right, the debut of Nick Verzellini. No pressure, Nick. Intern Nick Verzellini, he was actually covering some softball today for us, so we'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel
0: on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Your debut has been pushed back a day. Nick Verzellini was about ready to take the microphone, the intern, was covering Marshall softball the first game before we had to come here and actually work for us in the second game. We finally have the post game from Megan Smith Lyon.
5: Yeah. You know, I mean, gosh, finally great to get out and play again after a long time coming, you know, and I think that first game, there was a lot of, I don't know, just maybe some nerves and and pressing a little bit too much, but we came out of it and, 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 definitely showed the type of team we are in game two. So I was excited to see that, but we're, we're just uh, tickled to death to be out there playing finally. And uh, after the two week, we were really, we were ready for our season. That two week break just kind of, was like a a shot to the gut, you know, it kind of hit us pretty hard. So we're just, we feel very grateful that we were able to come out today and play.
1: Well, I know, A lot of people like to talk about this team's, you know, offensive prowess, but it seemed like aside from the errors that you had early in game one, the pitching was, was really solid today and and even able to get out of situations that, uh, that you put yourselves in at times.
5: Yeah, I mean, I thought our pitching um... – both Laney and Ashley did really well today and you know they did really well last year so you know we we anticipated that, that and they've grown a lot so we thought that they were going to be improved from last year and they showed that they are and uh, our defense was rough the first game I was not super happy about that um, you know but that's one of our veterans at shortstop who's making errors that's not normal for Sierra, for Sierra. so you know I know that's just a blip and, and she'll be fine but the defense stepped up in the second game. You know, I thought we had made some really good plays. Grace did a really good job and left Armani at second base. And I thought, you know, Katie throwing out runners today behind the plate—that to me that was a, you know, a big statement to make that, that, um, that she's improved and, and she's super aggressive in getting those runners out. So, you know, I was pleased with our defense aside from the early parts of that first game. Coach, you mentioned that early part of that inning one to
3: open the year. Was that just nerves of not playing in 350-plus days?
5: I think so. I think that nerves and honestly, I don't know necessarily nerves more of just, you know, so ready to do it. Like they're so, it was so important, I think, you know, and and when you put that much importance on something, you tend to tense, you know, tense up and, and not really be yourself and be loose. And I think that's more of what it was, you know, it was certainly uncharacteristic about how we play, you know, at the beginning of that game. And I think that's just, people wanting to do it so bad I mean we missed it so much and just the want to be out there I think kind of overwhelmed them a little bit and once they calmed down and got over that we were back to our normal selves.
1: You mentioned Katie. You mentioned
5: um, yeah. Well,
1: go ahead Dave. Go ahead. I'll Jeff. Say,
3: Coach you mentioned Katie and she was really good behind the plate today also really impressive with the bat especially in that first game Are you seeing her, I guess, is this where you thought she would be in terms of her development and and where she stands with the team? I mean, just to see she could do it on both sides. I mean, is that impressive to you or is it just something you're expecting at this point?
5: Well, I'll tell you, no, it's both. I mean, I I expect it because I've seen her growth and I've seen how she's progressed. uh, But I'm also super impressed by it. I mean, I thought she finished last season as our hottest hitter, one of our best hitters. And I mean, today she came out and she was unbelievable up at the plate. You know, and defensively, I think that's been a, it's been a ride for her. You know, she started in one spot and she's been working and working and working to improve. You know, last year, there was a lot of improvement, but she still had a ways to go and I think I mean, today, I'm super proud of, of what she did behind the plate today. I mean, coming up throwing, no hesitation. Uh, she was super confident. And that's something that maybe was lacking a little bit last year. So, you know, that's a, a huge growth moment for her. But, I mean, I'm kind of it though. She's, she works. She's so talented. But I'm also really impressed by it because I've seen so much improvement from her behind the plate.
1: I'm piggybacking off of, of uh, Jake right there about Katie. Um, you know, the one thing is you all have so much pop in your lineup, but to have a consistent base hit, extra base hit hitter, like what Katie has become, uh, obviously four doubles today. It seems like, you know, the big innings come when you have the hitters that find the gaps and, and it seems like her role on the team is extra important because you do have that pop. They can't pitch around anybody in this lineup.
5: No, they can't. I mean, it's scary it's absolutely scary what our lineup can do one through nine. And, you know, we are, I mean, we do have power. We hit home runs, but you know, I, I, I think the one thing that we proved last year was we do more than that. We hit for average and and Katie's a, a prime example of that. I mean, she's going to hit some home runs, but she's going to spray the field. She can hit inside pitches outside. I mean, she can do anything. And so that, you know, that to me makes our offense more balanced and, and, and makes it even scarier. It's, I, I'm excited to watch, how our offense progresses, the more comfortable they get working together. And, and as the season progresses, I think it's going to be something really special this year.
3: Coach, that that first couple of innings offensively in game one, it seems like Akron's pitcher, I, I think she's a freshman, she seems like she was pretty on her game until you guys figured her out. Is that kind of what you have to do in a situation like this where you don't get to see live action in, in this long? You, you see players and maybe they're not as dominant as they appear?
5: Yeah, you know, I think... <laughs> here's the thing that typically happens when you haven't competed in that long and you haven't had games in that that long we also took a two-week break because of COVID before we played these games so you know we hadn't seen a lot of live pitching and we took a break from it and usually you're a little behind it and I think that's what we saw I mean she had she had you know pretty good speed and was able to to throw it in on our hitters and we were a little late you know which to me um not that I I understood it actually you know I felt like um, that would be our weakness today is just being on time with the pitching. That's usually the hardest part when you're coming back from a long hiatus of playing games or even taking a couple couple week break from practice. So, you know, I kind of uh, understood it. And, you know, I, I think she's she's a good young pitcher, too. So she's someone that we are gonna have to watch for the next few years. But, um, you know, once we kind of settled in and, 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 you know, figured out, hey, we just need to work on timing and get on time. I think you started seeing us having better at bats.
1: Somebody that uh, really impressed me today, just because this is a veteran team, and and you know, to somebody that's just coming into that, it could be kind of intimidating. But Paige Halliwell just came in and really produced uh, quickly and showed some pop with the bat too.
5: Yeah, she's not intimidated. She's ready. She's ready. Um, you know, we when we watch Paige and and through the recruiting process, I mean we were counting her come in and be our lead off in our center fielder and she sure has delivered in, in that. And, you know, um, she's, she's so savvy. I mean, when you're, when you're talking to her at practice about at bats or talking through things, she talks like Katie Adams, would. she talks like a junior, a senior would, and, you know, she's uh, she understands the game. She understands herself. She's um, she's definitely a student of the game. I mean, she doesn't just get up there and mindlessly have at bats she's she doesn't overthink but she she knows what she's doing and you know you'd love to see that in a young player because i'm telling you um if you got that early on it's going to be an amazing ride for her and i'm excited to watch her and how she develops over the next few years
0: that's going to do it for this edition thanks for tuning in back tomorrow here on espn 94.1 and am 930.